Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning we are going to talk about resurrection and reward. Resurrection and reward. As you see there, a victor's crown is what you see there. You know, God has called us to be victorious. The life that we are living on this earth is this a temporary life that God has given us. And once we are done with this life, it's only victory. Because Jesus took victory over death. You know, that's our hope. Since Jesus took victory over death, you and I are called to take victory over death. So that is a blessed hope you and I, I have this morning. So we are going to look into the book of Daniel. If you want to come with me to Daniel chapter 12, you need to probably turn your Bible to Daniel chapter 12. So uh, we are not trying to replace Bible by you know, putting the scriptures in the screen. No, not at all. So we still need to carry our Bible. So either it can be a hard copy of the Bible or you can use your phone if you want. So, um, so you know, either way, we need to have a form of scripture in your hands. That's always good. You are reading from Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. At that time, Michael shall stand up. The great prince who stands, watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble. Reading from Daniel 12. Such as never was since there was a nation. Referring to Israel. Even to that time. And at that time your people shall be delivered. Referring to the Jews. Everyone who is found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some to everlasting life. Some to shame and to everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn away many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. Now, you be read a scripture from the book of Daniel. It looks out of context this morning, but you know, I want to just bring that into the context of resurrection and reward. So what we are trying to understand is we are trying to understand the setting, the time in which these words were spoken by the prophet Daniel, written by the prophet Daniel. I just want you to think about your life that we are living on this earth. Right? The real life scenario are probably movie. I don't know how many of you watch movies. Good movies. So movie, you know, at the end of the movie, we're always worried. Always we wish, or at times even in our life scenario, always we wish the end should be, end should be happy. End should be good. End should be, you know, end should bring a joy to everybody. Always we expect that a desire or everything becoming all right at the end. You know, some of us go through a lot of struggle in our lives, but we hope for something better to happen. We want the end to be good. We want to settle down in this nation. We want to, you know, see good things happening in our lives. Always there is a desire that we need to see a good end. There is a great curiosity even in our lives to know how things are going to end. 
You know, some of us are not stable yet in our lives. We are not still sure whether we will be in Halifax. For that matter, nobody is sure whether we will be in Halifax or we will move to another city or another nation or going back to our nation. We don't know. We don't know yet. But we want to see. We are all curious to know something good will happen in my life. Something, things will go very well. Now Daniel is talking about the terrible days that are about to come upon the land. And he's wishing, he's desiring that everything will go well in that time, at the end of the time. And as we see in chapter 12, exactly we are in the tribulation period. We need to understand the context of chapter 12. We are in the tribulation period as Daniel is writing this. Because if you know Daniel a little bit, chapter 11 talks about the war, the battle of Armageddon. And with that, almost the seven years of tribulation is coming closer to an end. So we are sitting at the time of tribulation. So church is gone already in the rapture. And seven years of tribulation is happening in this world. That's where we are right now, according to Daniel chapter 12. Right now, the fury of Satan is poured on upon the nation of Israel. Satan is against his own people, God's own people. And the, the, the wrath of God, sorry, the wrath of the enemy, Satan is poured upon the nation of Israel. And that time, as verse 1 says, exactly it says, at that time, Michael shall stand up. Who is Michael? Good, he's an archangel. He's one of the archangels. And what else do you know about Michael? He's a warrior. Good. Then? Good. So th that makes it. So now Michael is a, he's an archangel, one of the archangels, and he's a warrior. Wherever there is, you know, some clash or some fight, something is going on, who comes there? Michael comes there, right? Because he's a warrior angel. If child of God is crying out for God's help, Lord, I couldn't handle the situation. The enemy is working so much against my life. Who comes there? Michael comes there. Okay, good. Good answer. Michael comes there. Now, at that time, who comes? Michael comes and he stands to defend the children of Israel. Right? We are talking about not now. We are talking about end of the age. Right? At the end of the tribulation, Michael is coming down because he wants to protect, he wants to protect the nation of Israel. So that's where we read in verse 1, at that time Michael shall stand up the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. Even to that time and, and at that time your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book. In the book of the Lamb. The book of life. Those names are written in the book of life. They will be spared. You know, when Satan is working against his own people, the nation of Israel, you know, Michael is coming down to protect his own people. That's a setting. Let's take it a little further. The scripture starts with saying, at that time. You need to ask a question. What time? What time? That time is what is defined in the book of Revelation. We don't go there too much. In the book of Revelation, between chapter 6 and chapter 19, is what is defined, the, the answer for the question, what time? I can just give a brief idea about what time we are talking about. 
You know, in that time, this is what we see as we see in the screen. War, famine. Listen to this. 25% of the world was already killed. Collapse of the heavenly bodies. Heavenly bodies are falling down on this earth. One third of the earth being destroyed completely. One third of the sea being destroyed completely. Creatures in the sea and ships on the sea. Everything was destroyed. One third of everything was destroyed. One third of the fresh water being polluted. One third of the sky bodies being destroyed completely. Now all the demons in the hell, they were released. They were set free over the earth. Slaughter of the beast has happened. And, and the slaughter of the false prophet has happened. Body souls were coming upon human being. Scorching sunburns on every people. They are dying because of the heat. Darkness is covering the earth. Pains everywhere. More souls, more demons. And it goes on and on. That's the time we are talking about. Daniel is standing because Daniel is, this is the last chapter of Daniel, the book of Daniel. And he's saying at that time when all these are coming up, this has already come upon the land. When everything is happening on this land. Now what's happening in verse 2? Verse 2 says, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Word of God talks about resurrection. Resurrection of his people. You and me. That's the reason Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, I believe, 15, he says, if Christ is not risen, our faith is futile. If Christ is not risen, you and I don't have any hope. Because Christ is risen, we know that our mortal body will put on immortality. Now, what a truth is this? Because Christ has risen from the dead, one day you and I will rise from this dead. You know, that is the hope of Christianity. That is the hope that you and I carry. We will also rise the same way Christ rose from the dead. You know, Christ's resurrection is the most significant truth of Christianity than his birth. If Christ is not risen, everything that we do is a waste. It has meaning today. It is truthful today. It is only because Christ has risen from the dead. Now, resurrection of the people is what Daniel is talking about. When all these are going on, the world is coming to an end of the age. Now, what is going to happen? And many of those who sleep, sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some to everlasting life, some to shame and contempt. That means God is going to raise everybody. And some people are risen to heaven and some people are risen to the hell. The resurrection is not only for believers. This resurrection is for everybody. Everyone is going to rise. Right? You need to understand these scriptural truths as I take you further. Bible really doesn't really talk about one general resurrection. You know, here we see scripture, Daniel is saying, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. He just put everything in one word. But Bible doesn't talk about one general resurrection. It's not that everybody is rising at one shot. No, it's not. There is a first resurrection. Scripture talks about a first resurrection. Who is the first resurrection? Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He is also called the first fruit. Jesus already rose. The resurrection already happened. Jesus rose from the dead. And that first fruit, that resurrection gives us guarantee. How do we know that today our life is not going to end on this earth? Only because Jesus rose from the dead. Simple. That's what Paul says. 
In, he writes in Corinthians and he writes in Romans. That's exactly what he says. Because Christ has risen, I know that we will also rise one day. So first resurrection is the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. Now the second resurrection we are talking about has not happened yet. It is the resurrection of the saved who are dead already and who are alive. The church. From the time of Lord Jesus Christ, those who are saved, right? And those who are alive, they are going to rise. That's what we read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 16 and 17. The scripture talks about rapture. The secret coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the second resurrection. What happens when the Lord God comes to take the church? At the trumpet sound of the archangel and the voice of the Lord, what, we, what will happen? The dead will rise. The dead will rise. We're talking about another resurrection that is happening. The dead are going to rise. Those who are saved and buried, they are going to rise. So along with the dead, this, that's what scripture says, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the mid of the air. That's rapture. It's a word. There are two different places in Corinthians and 1 Thessalonians. Word of God talks about rapture. So this is the second resurrection. Dead in Christ are going to rise. And those who are alive, like us, we will be caught up in the mid of the air. That's the secret coming of the Lord. Finally, at the end of tribulation, right? Rapture has happened. And the moment rapture has happened, the restrainer is gone from this world. And who is going to be set loose? Antichrist and his company. Satan is going to rule this world for seven long years. The period of tribulation. The church is gone already. At the end of tribulation, scripture says, all the Old Testament saints and also those who died in the time of tribulation, those who stood for God without taking the sign of Antichrist, they are going to rise at the end of the tribulation. This is the word of God. I don't know how many of us know this truth. So all the Old Testament saints, those who are buried, Noah, Abraham, and everywhere, those who are buried, they are going to be there until the end of tribulation. So at the time of, at the end of tribulation, Old Testament saints, not everybody, they are going to rise. So that's uh, another resurrection. Now, Daniel puts it very simply. He says, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. That's what Daniel could see. You know, when we read prophecy, Something we need to keep in our mind. Daniel is looking into the future from thousands of years far. Right? So Daniel cannot really understand what is going to happen. His, he, his vision is very blurred. He thought it's all just one resurrection. But he never understood. When the first resurrection happens, Lord Jesus Christ, there are 2017 now, we don't know how many more years. And then happens seven years of tribulation. So resurrection is happening in many different phases. Daniel could not see that. Most of the prophets, they could not see, even though they prophesied. All that they could see is in a very dim light in those future things. We need to understand the scripture. We need to know that's how they know. Because they try to understand everything in the current context. Remember what God asked to the prophet? What do you see? He said, I see an almond tree. What do you see? I see a pot. 
right so that, that that's what they saw they, they said they could see the current things the present things and they were asked to relate to the things which are coming in the future in the many many years later so resurrection of people it doesn't really take place in one general resurrection it happens in many different phases so what we talked about is the resurrection of the saved the next slide resurrection of the slave christ the first fruit and the church during the rapture and the old testament saints and the tribulation saints at the end of tribulation period so this happens just after the tribulation period and before the thousand years reign started starts before the millennium starts that's the time the resurrection of the saved happened it happened already because they need to be get ready they need to get ready for the thousand years of reign including the old testament saints they're all there now let's talk about the resurrection of the unsaved because daniel says some to everlasting life some to shame and everlasting contempt let's talk about the resurrection of the unsaved the resurrection of the wicked people the resurrection of the ungodly those who do not have christ in them now everybody who is unsaved means everyone who has not accepted christ not a believer of lord god they are going to raise one shot one time together why do we read that we read that in the book of revelation let's go to revelation chapter 11 verses 1 through 15 sorry the revelation chapter 20 revelation chapter 20 verses 11 to 15 Reading from Revelation chapter 20, verse 11. Then I saw a great throne, great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works, by the things which were written in the book. books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Scripture talks about the resurrection of the ungodly. That happens after the millennial reign, thousand years reign of Lord Jesus Christ. All the unsaved were risen together. Now as I said, Daniel did not see these two resurrections happening in the gap of thousand years. He did not see this. He just saw everything together because he saw that far from away. Now at the end of everything, nobody stays in the grave. Everybody, God had to bring everyone out of the grave. All the saved and saved, godly and godly, wicked and good people, everybody were brought out of the grave. You know, it's frightening at times to see, to learn all those things. So we talked about resurrection. Jesus is the first fruit and we follow him as a church and the New Testament believers who died at the time of rapture. And at the end of tribulation period, God is, bring, God is going to bring all the Old Testament saints up and get everybody ready for the thousand years reign and at the end of thousand years reign god is going to raise everybody even the wicked ungodly people everyone is, will be raised 
at the end of thousand years reign. Let's talk about reward. Let's talk about reward. You know, God is going to reward us in accordance to what we have done in the life that God has given to us on this earth. You know, that's, what is, that's why it is very important that we follow God. We do things great for God because the life that we are going to live on this earth is very short. 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 110 maybe. But then once that is done, we are talking about the eternity, the life which will never stop. It will continue. God is going to decide, God is going to reward and judge according to what we have done. Shall we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 to 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 to 15. Listen to this. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, 1 Corinthians 3, 12 to 15. If anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it. Because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burnt, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Scripture says, in the coming days, there is a time God is going to test our work with fire. You know, if think of gold and silver. If you burn them up, they will remain still gold and silver, maybe in the molten stage. Think of hay and wood. If you fire them up, they will turn into ashes. You know, that's how our work is. What we do on this earth, then that day God is going to test our work with the fire. You know, it's the truth what we are talking about. And when God tests us with fire, if your work is good, you will be rewarded accordingly. And if your work just burns up, you will be, rewarding, you will be rewarded accordingly. You know, that takes us to Romans chapter 14, verses 9 to 10. Let's read Romans chapter 14, verses 9 to 10. Scripture says, For to this end Christ died and rose and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. But why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we all, we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. You know, that scripture makes me tremble actually. It says, why do you judge your brother? Why do you show anger to your brother? Because all of us need to stand before the judgment throne of Christ. Judgment throne of Christ is not for wicked people. Judgment throne of Christ is for us, for the believers. So we all need to be judged. We all need to be judged. But not for eternal condemnation. But God is going to reward. God has to judge us so that he can reward us accordingly. When we stand before the judgment throne of Christ, as Paul writes in Romans, God, Christ is going to judge us according to what we have done. Whether we are built with the silver, gold, or whether we have built with hay and wood. Our work is going to be revealed on the day of judgment when we stand before the judgment throne of Christ. And God, if our work is nothing good, it is good for ashes, it is burnt, God will say, 
probably you just sit in the corner of the heaven. You're escaped from hell because you are standing before the judgment throne of Christ. And Jesus will say, sit somewhere in the corner of heaven. And if your work was found good, God will say, I will make you a leader. I will make you a manager in heaven. I will give you more responsibilities in heaven too. There are many responsibilities in heaven too. We can do a study on that sometime later. So, you know, there are a lot of things to do in heaven. And God is going to judge the believers accordingly. That's what scripture says. And what he's going to do after he does the judgment. 1 Corinthians 9.25, I can read that for you. 1 Corinthians 9.25 says, And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain the perishable crown. Somebody who's running in a race, they run to obtain a crown that will just go fade away soon. Or you spend that money. You spend that, you use that gift card. Right? Now, when we run for God, we are competing for an imperishable crown. God is going to reward us. And now here again, James writes, Let's read from James what he says. James 1.12. He says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life. Word of God talks about crown of life in James 1.12. Let's read what 1 Peter 1.4 says. 1 Peter 1 says, And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Crown of life. Crown of glory. Everlasting crown. It's all kept for us. You know, our God is a rewarder. <coughs> Excuse me. This morning I want to tell you that our God is a rewarder. And what will happen to the unbelievers? When all these things are happening before the judgment throne of Christ, all the unbelievers are going to stand in front of the white throne of judgment. That's the scripture that we read. Revelation 20, 11 to 15. All the unbeliever, because the sea is going to give up all those who died falling in the sea, falling in the water. And the earth is going to give up all those people who died from in the earth. Hades is going to give up everybody. Death is going to give up everybody. And the Hades and the death are thrown into the lake of fire first. Right? So that is the reward for the unbelievers. So there is a reward and crown for those who believe in God once Jesus tests our work as we stand in front of the judgment throne of Christ. You know, that makes us tremble actually when we need to stand before the judgment throne of Christ. That's the reason Paul says do not judge anybody. Because we all, we all need to stand in front of the judgment throne of Christ. We're talking about reward and the judgment. Let's go back to Daniel, verse 3. Daniel 12, verse 3. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn away many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. The first reward is for those who are wise. Those who are wise, they are going to shine they are, scripture says, those who are white, they're going to shine like the brightness of the firmament. If we just go into the open sky and see the brightness of the firmament. So scripture says, when God rewards us, this is how God is going to reward us. Those who are wise. What does it mean? Those who are wise. Those who have insight into the word of God. Into the scripture. Those who have revelation of the scriptures. 
those who teach the word of god you know god has given a very you know prime uh, you know recognition for those who study the word of god those who teach the word of god and those who are wise those are the wise people because wisdom comes from the word of god can you go to deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 6 shall we read deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 6 now here god is telling to moses in deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 6 he says therefore be careful to observe them observe god's word for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people wisdom comes from the word of god as we fear god and as we read the word of god meditate the word of god we become wise that's why it is important to meditate scripture that's why it is important to inherit these words that's why it is important to swallow the scriptures and digest these scriptures the way daniel swallowed that book he saw a book and he just he said i ate it off wisdom is hidden in the word of god those who are wise they are going to shine like brightness brightness like a brightness of the firmament psalm 119 verse 98 says psalm 119 verse 98 psalmist says you through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies you know today some of us are seeking for wisdom lord i don't have wisdom to talk to people i don't have wisdom to handle my work situation we need to read the word we need to study the word wisdom comes from there your commandments make me wiser than my enemies that's what psalmist says now think about it we are in the time of tribulation according to daniel 12 scripture says those who are wise shall shine like the firmament brightness of the firmament even at the time of tribulation there will be somebody teaching the word of god you know those who do not follow god those who follow god they're all caught up in the rapture and this, 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 the persecution is so heavy on this earth during the seven years the tribulation time and even in that time people don't want to put the 666 on their foreheads they want to preach the word of god they get killed at any moment but still they want to preach the word of god god is talking about them even at the time of tribulation there will be somebody teaching the word of god and you can imagine how much it takes for them to teach the word of god in that time of tribulation but god rewards god honors and god says you are there in my galaxy you will become a firmament in my galaxy in the heavenly realms so as i said god places a high honor on those who study teach god's word and we need to do that we need to get hold of this word we need to study this word we need to teach this scripture to others there are many scriptures says we need to encourage others by teaching them the word of god it is a responsibility on everybody everybody the second reward daniel 12 3 those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever who are these people those who turn many to righteousness people who evangelize people to, who share the gospel people who preach the gospel the missionaries the evangelists now we are again in the 
period of tribulation, how much it takes at the time of tribulation, when Antichrist and his company is trying to kill everybody, how much it takes for them to go and teach the gospel, share the gospel with somebody. And God says, you are the one who is turning many people to righteousness and you will be like stars in my galaxy forever and ever. People who save the souls from the eternal destruction, they are precious in the sight of God. Who are they? It is us. When you share the gospel, when you give a tract to somebody, when you share Christ's love with somebody, simple thing, when you find some, some sermon is good, you're posting that maybe in the Facebook, imagining, assuming that someone is going to listen to those sermons, probably through that they can protect their life from the eternal death. Those who save their lives from the death, they are going to shine like a stars. You know, God is going to lift the unknown people today. Not everybody is known. Those who are living in the jungle, going house to house and sharing the gospel. We don't know about We see only those preachers, those who are standing in the platform. We don't see many of them. We, God is going to raise those unknown people and he's going to make them stars in the heavenly realm. That's what scripture says. Resurrection followed by reward. 1 Corinthians 9, 16, this is what Paul says. Paul says, for when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast. Since I'm compelled to preach, it is fallen on me. I am forced to preach. I cannot stop preaching the gospel to somebody. And he says, if I don't preach the gospel, woe to me. Curse upon me if I do not preach the gospel. You know, how much more it is important for you and me to share the gospel today. You know, when we, we, we roll over the, you know, so many unwanted stuff in our lives. And this morning God is telling us, God is asking us to apply our wisdom. There are two things that we need to worry about. One is studying the word and preaching the word, sharing the word to somebody. The second thing is sharing Christ. Nothing else. Whatever happens, you know, God is not going to worry about all those things we do or we don't do. There are two things turned out. And God is revealing them to Daniel. And he says, To who? Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. God's reward. God is our rewarder. You know, as children of God, we don't expect earthly reward. When earthly reward is given, that account is closed. You know, if a pastor says, come on, you did a great job, come to the stage. We do an appreciation party. That reward is given already. We don't wait for earthly reward. But God is asking, look for heavenly reward. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5, what Jesus told as part of the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. This is what Jesus said. Blessed are you when they revile against and persecute you and say all kind of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You know, when things are not happening well in our lives, when nobody recognizes us, nobody gives any appreciation to us, the kind of work that we do, 
God is asking you to be a self-motivator. And what motivates you? Knowing that God is going to reward me one day. And God is telling you, keep doing. Keep doing what you want to do for God. Just do not hold. Because this Sunday is gone. By the end of the day, this Sunday is not going to come back. I remember when we moved from US to Canada, we did not want to leave the church. We felt so bad to leave the church and go. So I used to count the Sundays. How many Sundays I have in this church? One is gone. I have only three more Sundays. Three more Sundays are gone. And the final Sunday came, the pastor asked to share. So we shared, everything is done there. That Sunday is not going to come back again. The day we lose, it's not going to come back. When we, give, when we live on this earth, when the days are given by God, let's live the fullest of the days by doing work for God. Because God is going to reward us. God is a rewarder. That's what scripture says. And as we read here, Christ did not keep us from not rewarding, but Christ is going to re- reward us. And God doesn't forget every work that we have done for him. Hebrews 6 verse 10, I won't read that for you. Hebrews 6:10. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name. In that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. God is telling us, you have helped somebody. Do not worry about it. You have helped and God is going to reward you for that help that you rendered. You loved somebody. God is going to reward you. Do not expect anything back in this world. You know, if you and I can do the practice that in our lives, we will not worry about anybody. We will not judge anybody. We will not worry about anything that what they did and what they said. But instead, we will focus on, Lord, you are going to reward me one day because God doesn't forget anything. Finally, 2 Chronicles 15, 7. 2 Chronicles, you have the scripture on the screen. 15, 7. The context here is, King Asa, he was a man of God. He ruled the nation in a godly way. God sent his prophet by name Oded. And Oded came to Asa, and this is what God spoke through Oded to Asa. But you be strong and do not let your hands be weak. For your work shall be rewarded. Our work will be rewarded. God knows. God knows the commitment that we have for him. God knows the zeal that we have for him. You know, God knows every bit of things that we go do for God. God knows everything. Now this morning, I just want to remind you, the resurrection is for the children of God. We will be raised for glory, for the eternal heaven. And when we go there, God is going to reward us. Just want to, you know, just close this sermon with this illustration. Two missionaries were returning from Europe to America after four long years of mission work in Europe. And they happened to board the same ship in which the Queen of England also traveled. So as the ship arrived in New York, the mayor of New York, and there are thousands of people out there, they had bands and music and everything was going on, and all the protocols were followed there, and then there was a huge crowd to give an overwhelming reception to the Queen of England. And on the same ship traveled these, two, these missionary family after four years of mission work in Europe. And here the missionary is standing ready to you know, uh, get off the ship. 
and he's having his bag in one hand and holding his wife in another hand and they just started going down the gangplank the gangplank is the the bridge that connects the ship and the land just a bridge steps so just just, just started coming down in the gangplank and as they were coming down this missionary turned to his wife and said honey you realize that we spend four best years of our life in Europe and we are coming back after serving the Lord no one is there to receive us literally nobody was there to receive this missionary family and he said but look at this woman who just came into power into this position as queen and there are thousands of people there ready to receive her and that godly woman skews this missionary's hands and said honey we are not home yet we are not home yet our reward will be in our home not in this world shall we close our eyes this morning resurrection belongs to the children of god and the reward that god is going to give to you and me for following god is not on this earth but in the heaven in eternity god is going to reward you for all the things that you have done for god that simply tells you and me do not stop do not stop don't leave this god do not just go walk away from this god he follows you wherever you go he needs you he loves you see this morning god is calling you once again the call of god has not taken out of your life yet and it will never be god has called you only for these two things nothing nothing else nothing else is important traditions are not important doing or not doing it doesn't really matter but two things are important being wise and pulling out people towards righteousness being wise by studying the word and sharing the word teaching the word and second thing is sharing the gospel with somebody today the enemy has thrown so many distraction on our way he's very clever by showing so many things they look fancy but they are not of god look like very interesting if god has given me that ability probably i can do many things no that's not the plan of god god did not call you as a heal to run healing crusade but called god has called you to study the word god has not called us like billy graham but god has called us to talk to our neighbor to talk to our coworker smile at him love him he may be having tattoos on his body he may be having studs everywhere on his body love him do not hate him do not hate him do not say that god has called me if to be separated from this generation no who will share the gospel to that individual who will love him because his soul is going to eternity eternal heaven eternal hell if you don't share if you try to separate from him who will share the gospel to him this morning god is telling you just do not lose focus 
there are many things happening on our way we easily lose our focus but god is telling you only two things that are important in the kingdom of god his word and the work the gospel work you do the outreach ministry that you involve shall we all rise for a moment shall we all stand this morning god is touching you god is reminding you god is telling you that he is in need of you the donkey which was tied was in need of the master and this morning you and i are in need of god we are in need of god do not deviate do not turn your eyes here and there just focus on him there's a great work that is on your way it's heavy probably you cannot handle it you cannot bear it it's so heavy the amount of load that god wants to put on your back in the kingdom of god but this morning god is reminding you how much focused you need to be in the work of god in the kingdom of god just focus only on these two things never forget these two things his word and the gospel work his word and the gospel work this morning god is pouring his heart into your life just give your life to god just respond to him respond to the word that you heard just tell him lord forgive me forgive me for not doing your will i am thinking so many things lord in my mind but lord this morning you spoke to me very clearly only two things are important you lord is sharing and studying and sharing and teaching your word and sharing the gospel to somebody father this morning help us help us lord we just want to do your will we want to do your desire we want to accomplish your purpose lord and nothing else oh god because because lord all of us need to stand before the judgment throne of christ father this morning keep these thoughts in our minds lord god help us not to lose focus help us lord to continue to live for you send us with your peace in jesus mighty name Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipf.org. God bless you.